technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution. A culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and driving the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Liz, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem. So let's dive right in. What is human-centered design and why is it so important? Yeah, so human-centered, I'll call it both design and development. It's building products and technology with the people that will be using it sort of in the forefront. So like the people who are going to be using this product or um, going to a website, for example, or interacting with a mobile app. Um, it's really important to consider sort of the people you're serving, um, that you're building this for and understanding their wants, their needs, pain points in order to create the best experience possible. You might also hear phrases similar to human centered design around like user experience, which is also known as UX. Um, service design is a popular, um, sort of, uh, framework being used as well. And these are really intended to help sort of guide and map out um, like flows, functionality, and utility of, of products and technology and how people will interact with them. Okay. So now what te- what should teams keep in mind when they make sure that they're building digital products that are all inclusive? Yeah. So like the, like the first thing is like, if you can, right, is to make sure that you're building an inclusive team to to build this product or to build this service or to build this technology. And so this would include people from all backgrounds and all abilities. Um, and most likely are the people that best reflect um, the people that you're, you're building a product for. Um, so it's really important that your team represents people that have same experiences as the people you're building products for. You know, after, after you've got your sort of team build or your team picked, um, building in accessibility from the beginning is super, super crucial. You know, if, if we all live long enough to be old age, we are all just temporarily abled people. Um, and so like meeting the needs of people, um, with different abilities is just super important and super crucial. And there's so many, uh, so many accessibility things that exist in life that just benefit everyone, like captioning on TV. I don't watch TV now without captioning for a bevy of reasons. Um, but like, it's just, uh, it's, it's nice to have it. And that when I, when it's not on, when it gets turned off, I'm like, where's my captioning? Like, I want to keep the volume low because my kids are sleeping or like curb cuts in the sidewalk. Everyone comes to appreciate those curb cuts when you come to an intersection, regardless if you have a mobility issue or not. Another important piece of it as well is like, and, you know, and, and especially if you can't build, um, an inclusive team from the beginning or, your audience that you're serving is so broad that it would be impossible to have people from all backgrounds and abilities is to go out and talk to the people who will ultimately be using your product or site or tech solution, sort of 
once again, understanding those pain points, those wants and those needs. And there's a lot of different ways, um, you know, you can go out and, and, and talk to people. You can, there might be research that already exists, um, that you could go and review. Your team may have previously conducted research that you could go review. You might have data analytics available. You could go out and interview people. Um, you can look at what your competitors are doing and what their customers are liking or maybe even complaining about to get some insight. Um, and then, you know, once you have something sort of concepted or built, you can go out and do what's called um, user testing, which is simply just getting in front of a bunch of people and getting their feedback, either using like a prototype or a concept. Um, if you're using something that sort of already exists in the world, there's ways to conduct what's called A-B testing, where like there's a certain group that just has the old version and you're continuing to watch how they interact. And then there's a new group that has like this new variation of what's been designed. Or you could do a, a customer beta. You could pull in specific groups of people knowing that they're aware that this is like, um, you know, in progress and that they'll be providing feedback. Um, there's a couple, there's, there's obviously a ton more that you can do as well. I talked a little bit about, um, you know, if you've got data already looking at that, once you sort of put something out in the world, like continuing to iterate and improve over time is usually like in your best benefit and, and doing it like, um, sort of like right away, just start monitoring and see, see where things are at and maybe sort of, um, I like to always say marinate, like marinate on how people are using. I'm always, um, I, in my past, I've worked with a lot of startups um, and a lot of startups will build a product based on what sort of the founders wanted to see in the world. And what you see with many products is when you put something out there, um, people will use it in surprising ways that you didn't intend. Um, and so like, just like being open, being open to the feedback and being open to trying new things. Um, and then sort of, uh, the last sort of big chunk, and this gets back to like the include, you know, having an inclusive team, if you aren't able to, to do that, or you can't meet with enough customers, just really getting to know the communities that you're serving. And especially those communities that are most, most vulnerable or mo or even like not represented within your team. So like going to events, listening to podcasts, reading books and articles. So really trying to sort of understand those groups more. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, how does your experience and passion around inclusive tech bleed into your role as the director of product at Civic Actions and the work that your team does with Medicare.gov? You know, in my opinion, being inclusive is really the heart of what we do. We like to say we put the love in .gov. Mm -hmm. um, and our mission is to help government deliver better public services through open technology and human-centered design. So we work on several government projects, which you've probably heard of. You mentioned Medicare.gov. We also work on VA Veterans Affairs and the National Science Foundation. But I'd love to talk a little bit more about um, Medicare, especially since you... You asked about this and this, you know, touches on some of the other areas that I talked about. So, um, Medicare, most people are really familiar that Medicare is a program that exists. Um, you know, one of their big audiences. So like with Medicare, uh, there's a huge number of people that are eligible for using that. We sort of have our, um, our, our, 
the people that we serve broken down into sort of different categories, but the, like the two big categories are current beneficiaries and coming of agers, people who are about to turn 65. Um, and you know, what I love about government work, um, and I've been working in, uh, what I'll call impact tech for, I don't know, over six years now. And I've been working in technology for over 20. Um, but what I, what drove me to impact tech was this passion of wanting to use my skills as a force for good. Um, and you know, if, if I'm, if I'm going to go work for 40 hours a week, I'm hoping I'm making a positive impact in the world while doing that. And what's great about, you know, Medicare.gov and government work is you just have such, um, an ability to make such a huge impact on people. Our team, we uh, work on Medicare.gov, the website, um, and we work on improving that overall experience and design. Um, you know, one of the fun things was when I joined the project is my parents are, they're older, they're, they're Medicare beneficiaries. Um, and I went to their house and I just like asked them a little bit about their experience about Medicare. So I, I sort of used that as a, like an informal user interview. Um, to understand, (laughs) to understand them, um, and to understand their experience. I even, my dad had a, um, every year, um, Medicare sends out a mailing. Um, so I got his physical handbook. Um, and we've used that. We're actually using that to, um, review, um, and update the handbook section on the website to make some consistency between the two. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that sort of dovetail into the, some of my previous answers. Being really inclusive, being really intentional, going out and talking to people. Um, accessibility is really um, important to us uh, as an organization. And with aging adults, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if all of us are fortunate to grow old, we are all just temporary abled. And so, like, as you get older, your eyesight starts to uh, degrade. Um, you know, needing to wear cheaters or having cataracts, um, cognitive ability can wane. Um, mobile, m- mobility can also wane. Um, and then hearing impairments can exist. And so, you know, additional, in addition to just like standard 508 compliance with S- accessibility, we also think about the specific needs for this audience as well in our work. And we really strive for taking, you know, on the surface, which is like a really complicated government program. I mean, just figuring out just standard health insurance is a lot for everyday people. And then, you know, then Medicare is like another version of that, like just trying to find um, ways of like handholding along the way and providing ease and support where we can. Awesome. Well, great. Is there anything else you would like to add? Yeah, I would love to. You know, the, you know, I talked about a little bit about like putting that love in.gov and sort of being really intentional from the forefront and understanding what we're building and why and the impact that it has on people. And then just sort of monitoring that over time. Um, I've learned throughout my career that like there's a, there's a great responsibility in building technology. Um, we got to see that as a world during COVID when everyone had to get online. I joke now that my mom, who's in her 70s, is now a Zoom power user, and I never would have expected that. 
you know, with kids having to go on with remote schooling and so many people having to work from home that hadn't had to do that before, tech can really make or break the world. And, and because of that, and because we're building tools that in some cases can be a crucial need or a lifeline for people, we shouldn't take that responsibility lightly. And it, as the case in, in, in many products that are developed, usually the people who are left out are the people who are already marginalized by other systems in society. And so I want to make sure that as technologists, we're being really intentional and really thoughtful and not leaving anyone out. And the benefit by serving all people and serving all people well is we all should benefit at the end of the day. We all should like creating our own curb cuts um, through Medicare.gov so that if my child is riding their bike, they don't have to bump off that curb. They can just easily glide to the next block. Like that's my, that's my ultimate goal in tech is to have technology feel seamless, have the process feel invisible and really supported so people can get what they need, especially when it comes to government tech. Wow. That's really great. Well, all your work is really important, Liz. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit www.fedhealthit.com and click the Listen to Fed Health IT for this and the rest of our shows. Or check us out on your favorite podcasting platform.